Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, is committed to achieving a better understanding of the Muslim-American community. CARE is holding its second annual Muslim art exhibition at the Contemporary Art Museum next Saturday. It's a wide-ranging event showcasing the diversity of art and artists through art, poetry, and song. Joining me in studio, Sadia Ali is the lead organizer of the art exhibition. Yusra Ali is exhibition curator. Ladies, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. It's our pleasure. You all excited about uh, what's going to be happening on Saturday? Oh my gosh, we're so excited. We have all the artists, they're still emailing us. You know, they're letting us know, is this artwork okay? And uh, Yusra has been having a lot of contact with them, asking them, you know, where's your, you like your spot? And yeah. So you're ready to go. Yusra, why is this important? Why is this event important? It's important because of like the stereotypes that Muslims have been um, dealing with uh, due to the politics. And um, this is an event to represent the Muslims and, um, you know, inspire all minorities to be able to like, rather than being looked at with the way they are, you know, show their show their own identities with like aside from their like stereotypes. Sadia, what what is life like for a Muslim in St. Louis, the Muslim American in St. Louis today? Well, I can tell you as a student growing up in St. Louis, um, I was born and raised in Baldwin, Missouri, <laughs> and there's a large Muslim population over there. Yeah. And not to say that it's wrong, <laughs> but this I, we follow a really unique system, which is a system of security. We're always looking for the most the most secure line of work, the most secure line of study, the most secure relationship. And art is a challenge for security. So growing up as a student that loved comics and loved anime, I liked watching Witch on TV. Um, you know, the comics and drawing, they weren't seen as a secure job field. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, it was really it was really amazing to meet all these other Muslim artists and then finally have the chance to give them a space to shine in, in a secure environment where their careers are also secure, but they're they're safe, physically safe as well in the Contemporary Art Museum. You know, the, the, it seems to me that you're packing an awful lot, an awful lot into the four hours uh, on Saturday. I mean, you've got artists and song and recitations and all the rest. Of it. Give us some sense of, of of the kinds of things that are going on. So regarding artists, we have all media. We have painters, we have crafters, soap makers, jewelry makers, even fashion designers. And um, we also have a calligrapher, you know, he's an Afghani calligrapher. And then um, as far as we we have poetry and singers and um, inspirational speakers that are internationally known even. And um, we have a Syrian artist who... um, who specializes in Persian art, and she's internationally known as well. This is the second uh, such event, yes, correct? Uh, tell me what the reaction was and the fallout from the first one. What what came of it, if anything? It blew everyone away. It was <laughs> not like anything anyone has ever expected. People were thinking that they're going to see some traditional, like I said, stereotypical, quote-unquote, Islamic art. Mm-hmm. And they saw like art that was just like normal American art, something that you'd expect in America or just, you know, in Western, like, region. And they were like, whoa, these are Muslims doing these things, you know, expressing themselves through abstract and um, just different forms and, like, getting to hear their voices through poetry. 
it was a unique experience. And then seeing a whole crowd of different people, you know, minorities, and just like everyone got to see each other. Mm-hmm. So it's my impression that you hope that this event will become a national event, that it will be the pattern will be followed nationally. Yes, because um, <clears throat> Care Missouri, we're doing it as the Missouri chapter. We have we have connection with the Care National chapter, and they seem to be really interested in the idea. And, you know, if we can get it to go national, if we can get a venue to, like, host national artists, when we get the funding to help bring those national artists from all mm. over, say, like, other hubs with a lot of Muslims, um, Minneapolis, Chicago, Houston, Texas, they have a lot of Muslims over there. If we can get, if we can um, bring those artists to St. Louis, the central location in the United States, that would be amazing. Mm. You know, we've, we've used the word stereotyping a couple of times during our conversation here. What is the stereotype? What is the the, the misimpression, do you think, that non-Muslims have of Muslim Americans? Well, I think Yusra, is, Yusra might have a better answer for that, actually. She talked a lot with the artists on their experiences. Uh-huh. Well, um, so there's like positive stereotypes and then there's negative ones. And um, I'll start off with positive. So, you know, usually when you're taught in schools about Muslims or Islamic, you know, the religion, you think of prayer, you know, Ramadan, fasting, and, you know, pilgrimage and hajj. Mm -hmm. And uh, we often... These things are different to, like, the general majority of people, right? You know, a specific religion. And... uh, when we learn that, we don't get to we don't get a chance to see the people as individuals. Mm-hmm. So that's the concept of positive stereotyping, where you just see somebody as like doing certain acts of things in their life, but you don't really see them, you know, having their own lives, you know, their own joys. Now, negative stereotype is politically generated, right? You know, with the, all the stuff that's happening nowadays, you know, Muslims are subjugated to a lot of, you know, we can face a lot of problems, you know, going to the airport and, you know, hijab, beard or dress code, you know, anything or just accent and skin color. Those are ne- negative stereotypes. And one way that the exhibition actually um, counters that is by showing that, you know, there's all kinds of Muslims. There is like First of all, there's several races. We've even got like a Chinese American. We have a white American Muslim woman who felt personally like she always gets told that her husband should go back to his country. And she's like, well, I'm his wife. What about me? What are you going to say to me? I'm a white. This is my country. And this exhibition, it's called American Muslim Art Exhibition, right? We're trying to prove that we are Americans. Our art represents America. Muslim is our own personal identity, and then our own individualism is a part of our art, mm-hmm. and we express our voice through art. Sadia, how have you been impacted personally? I mean, have you, have you felt a, a degree of animosity or hostility or lack of friendliness uh, amongst people that you come in contact with? Um, barely, because I'm always in the office working. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the only real place I've actually, people really know me, it's, they're always so friendly because I'm in the school environment because I'm still a student. Mm-hmm. So I got to tell Forest Park Community College, I, I told the computer science department over there last year, they were so excited. Mm-hmm. And I told my high school, I told my high school when I went to South Tech, they were so excited. They just all loved it. The only animosity is just the lack of enthusiasm from the Muslim community sometimes. From the community itself. Yeah. Uh, how, how so? Explain that. Um, if you this, would. Um, last year, people regretted not coming. Uh-huh. So um, you know, this year, it's it's uh, going out of their way to come and see artwork, maybe that they can see online sometimes, maybe that they don't, they're not interested in the stories. It's it's very unique, 
because they just they're not exposed to those Muslim modern Muslim talents. They'll mm-hmm. go to the St. Louis Art Museum and they'll see ancient Muslim art. They they're not so interested in modern Muslim artists, which is it's very intriguing to mm-hmm. me too. Well, when we talk about uh, about stories, what kind of stories are we talking about? We're talking about um, stories of like. You know, for example, we have a Somali refugee. She grew up here, and now she's interested in, like, um, giving Muslim women a chance to express themselves through modest Islamic clothing, and which is available for, to not just Muslim women, but just anyone who wants to wear that type of clothing. And um, other stories, for example, we have um, a Palestinian woman. She is very passionate about her art and making textile art. Because in Palestine, they have a lot of, um, they, uh, they have a specialization in, in unique textile designs in their clothing. Mm-hmm. And um, I already mentioned, for example, uh, Elena, the white American Muslim woman. And then um, we have John Zhu. He's a Chinese American. And even him growing up, he said, he talked about how, like, yeah, I wanted to pursue art. But, you know, my parents, you know, like, Again, job security, you know, going into a field that can provide, you know, like financial success. Art is usually seen as a risk. So that's um, one thing that goes hand in hand with the, individ- with the people's stories. They can't um, major into art the way they want to. And then those who do major into art, it's a huge risk for number one, their minorities. And number two, um, just art in general sometimes because art is usually seen as somebody like artists are givers to society. Whether it's um, giving iron, like irony, or giving some sort of message, or just like you know, expressing some sort of joy, or just just a sense of communication, and um, when you do that, you know, sometimes your message isn't accepted. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you'll make it big. Sometimes you won't. So it's always it's a risk mm-hmm. with the arts. However, with this exhibition, we want to value individuals' talents and value their stories and give them an opportunity to like express themselves and be confident. How, d- how did you find all of these artists, this wide variety and diverse group? Um, how did you reach out to them? Um, last year, it was you sort of just you know, knew them by word of mouth. And this year, it's with help with our, from our executive director, Faison Sayed. He has such a vast network, and he's mm. such a friendly face in the Muslim community and in just the St. Louis community. He reached out to so many people. We made an online post. We had Facebook messages. We had Facebook. We have the Facebook event page that's open, and that's that's brought a lot of artists in. And we have these giant posters posted all over the Muslim cent- the Islamic centers in St. Louis area. Faison is is tireless in his work. I, we all know him yeah. pretty well around here. He's been on the program yeah. a number of times. He he uh, he's made quite a difference, I think, in terms of of the way the Muslim American community is perceived. It's, yeah, it's incredible, and his intern group is always so excited to be there. He's he's such a joyous person to know. You know, I'm so proud to be working underneath him. And honestly, he's my role model. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's so inspiring. Model. He has so much knowledge and so much wisdom and experience with like dealing with people. It's a frivolous task. You know, it takes a lot of like you know, power and, like, confidence to be able to deal with so many people, especially with people that don't like you. You know, they'll judge you immediately for your skin color or your accent. And being able to face those people, it's, it's a lot of courage. And he had our back a lot during this event. Mm-hmm. Like, some days we'll be like, oh, no, you know, like, bad weather. And he's like, no, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. You know, we still got this. You talk about people who judge you. Both of you young ladies are wearing headscarves. Yes. And you're very visible, uh, yes. you know, as, as Muslim Americans. Yes. Um, 
Is there ever any pressure to take off the headscarf? There's, there's never pressure. For me, I've never felt it. It's more like I forget that people see I'm wearing the headscarf, and then mm-hmm. it's pressure for me on them to make them feel comfortable. Because <laughs> really? you can be like a reserved or shy person. So. Right. Yusra, how about you? Oh, for me, yeah. I've had, growing up, uh, I started wearing hijab in sixth grade, and I only wore it at school because I was just a kid. I was just practicing. But it actually, it made it really hard for me. I had a hard time making friends because I was always seen as different. Different, Teachers barely called on me. They didn't want to say my name because they didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't get enough chance to participate. And then, you know, in high school, you know, like, you want to, like, be seen as pretty. You want to be able to fit in. And, um, you know, sometimes wearing hijab, you seem, you feel like an alien and people judge you. And even other Muslim women, you know, other girls are going to judge you. They're going to think that, oh, she's, to- she's so religious, you know, you know, stay away from her. She's going to, like, think we're so bad, you know, for not wearing the headscarf his- ourselves. You know, like, it's that, it's. There's a confusion of identity. There's a confusion of identity. I I Mm -hmm. certainly understand that. We have to wrap it up. Time is getting away from it. Let me me just remind folks the Muslim Art Exhibition at the Contemporary Art Museum on Washington from 5.30 to 9.30 p.m. this Saturday. Ladies, thank you so much for being with us. Have a great event. Have a great event. Thank Thank you for having us. Thank you. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.